0: The Johnson Wax program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Of Johnson's Wax products for home and industry, present Fibber, McGee, and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, B. Benaderet, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie, music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. <laughs> What's the most difficult part of your home to keep clean? Isn't it your kitchen floor? Every time you have it looking nice, what happens? The delivery boy tracks it up or you spill something or the children bring in mud. But if you know the secret, it's no trouble at all to have a kitchen floor that's always clean and bright. Just get yourself some Johnson's Glow Coat. Believe me, that tough protective film of Glow Coat makes all the difference in the world. When you spill something on your linoleum or when someone gets it dirty, you simply wipe the shining surface with a damp cloth and right away it comes up smiling. Right away, its patterns are clean, its colors bright and fresh. Now, I guess I don't have to tell you that Johnson's Glow Coat is self-polishing. There's no rubbing or buffing. Glow Coat shines as it dries. In 20 minutes, your linoleum and other floors are beautifully wax-polished and gleaming. Why not decide right now to have more beautiful floors and save yourself some work with Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat <laughs> Famous faces in history, the face that launched a thousand ships, the face on the barroom floor, and so on. The most fascinating are to be found in the family photo album. And at 79 Wistful Vista, going over their album and wondering at the marvels of biology, we find Fibber McGee and Molly.
1: Get a load of this picture, will you? Get a load of (laughs) it. Uncle Dennis. Got a collar like Hoover, a tummy like Taft, and a mouth like Bilbo.
2: (laughs) The photographer must have had a brace around his neck. (laughs) He certainly looks stiff.
1: He probably was. (laughs) Remember the time Doc Gamble gave him a blood test and it came out 97 proof?
2: (laughs) Don't be intolerant, dearie. None of us is perfect, you know.
1: <laughs> I know, but I never knew a guy who worked so hard at being imperfect as Uncle Dennis. He's a... Hey, what's this picture? Looks like a picket line at a screwball factory.
2: <laughs> that, my pet, is our class picture. Oh. Seventh grade, Peoria. Oh, yeah. You're in the middle of the front row with a catcher's mitt on. <laughs> and I'm the sweet-looking child right behind you. Miss <laughs> the is at the end there.
1: Well, what do you know? Miss Fiditch, our old school teacher.
2: And a very thrifty woman. Yeah. She used to scrape up the chalk dust and use it for face powder.
1: I used to hate all those teachers till I found out what they were being paid. <laughs> now I know they weren't mean. They were just hungry.
3: <laughs>
2: we were certainly a handsome group of kiddies, weren't we? Yeah. And isn't this a coincidence? That big Moran boy next to you. Bull Moran? That jughead? Yeah.
1: That muscle bound bully? You know, we were friends all through school, and I hated him every minute of it.
2: <laughs> but the coincidence is that I was just reading that. Bull well.
1: Moran, what a stoop. He had such a big Charlie horse between the ears, he couldn't think up the right answer to roll call.
2: <laughs> well, why did you hate him so, McGee? What did he do to you that everybody else wanted to and didn't?
1: <laughs> he was a bully, and I wasn't. That's why. I was just a jolly, friendly, chubby little fellow, and he used to beat me up every day.
2: Oh, dear, why did he pick on you?
1: Says I was easier on the knuckles than the skinny kids.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I got
1: even with him all right. The day him and his family moved away, I put a skunk in his trunk. Oh. <laughs> oh, was he mad? He says he'd get me for it if it took a thousand years. Well,
2: it won't take that long, dearie, because nah, he didn't
1: scare me, though. I waited all day long for that guy to show up. When he didn't come, I went home.
2: Where were you waiting for him?
1: Down by the brewery. In a culvert. <laughs> it was cooler under there. What were you going to say about him?
2: Oh, nothing, except that I read in the paper last night that uh, he was here in Wistful Vista on business and to look up some old schoolmates.
1: Well, he need not bother looking me up. I hate that guy like... What was
2: that? Bull Moran here in town? Sure. Oh, my gosh, Molly.
1: He'll beat the Junior. He says he'd get me if it took... Pato- that's him now. He's got me. Where's my glasses? Quick. He won't dare hit a guy with glasses ah,
2: on. Ah, my... calm yourself, McGee. <laughs> if that's Bull Moran, he's got much prettier legs than he had in a tracksuit.
4: I saw them coming up the steps. Come in. It's only I, Mrs. McGee, Elsie Merkel, from the Whistle Vista Saloon of Beauty.
1: Elsie? <laughs> Sis, am I ever glad to see you. Now, have a chair. Now, have two chairs. Take the furniture. Tear off some wallpaper. The
2: joint is yours. (laughs) He was expecting somebody elsey else. I mean, else, (laughs) Elsie.
4: Gee, and I was just beginning to be flattered. Queen Maria of Anemia never had a welcome like that. (laughs) But the reason why I come over here for Mrs. McGee was you left your compact in the beauty parlor. Here.
1: What, again? Why don't you carry your makeup in a stamped addressed envelope, Molly?
2: Thanks very much, Elsie. I'm sorry to have bothered you
4: about it, but this is my favorite pancake makeup.
1: Pancake?
4: Yeah, Mr. McGee. They call it pancake makeup so people won't look at your greasy pan and wonder what's cooking. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, how's everything at the beauty parlor, Elsie? Keeping you busy? I'll say. I spent the whole morning working on Fifi Tremaine, the actress.
1: Fifi Tremaine? Hey, Molly, ain't that the filly that Doc Gamble and the trivia are whinnying at?
4: That's the one, all right Say, Elsie, is uh, Miss Tremaine a blonde or a brunette? But she's a decided blonde, Mrs. McGee
1: She is, huh?
4: Yeah, she decided a couple of months ago (laughs) Before that, she was dark as the inside of a horse
2: (laughs) Is she pretty glamorous, Elsie?
4: To a beauty operator such as I am one of, Mrs. McGee Glamour is strictly something that comes out of a jar I've seen dames come in looking like they just got off a broom and in two hours, they got fellas throwing diamond terreras at him.
1: Well, Doc Gamble and Trivia are both trailing her around like a busted garter. <laughs> Doc's got her fever chart on his desk in a gold frame. <laughs> and Latrivia gives her a motorcycle escort when she goes out to walk the dog.
2: Oh, it must be wonderful to have a doctor and a mayor in love with you. One keeps you out of
4: the hospital and the other keeps you out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> Incidentally, Mr. McGee, I heard some news about you today, Tim You did, eh? What was it, Elsie? Well, I was giving the lady a henna wrench And, <laughs> and she says she'd come home from her vacation on a train on which she met a very nice gentleman Which he used to go to school with, Mr. McGee in Peoria <laughs> And he's going to be here in town And the first thing he's going to do is to look you up
1: You mean, Bull Moran? Did, did he say anything else?
4: Oh, yes. But just then, my assistant slapped a mud pack on the lady's face. Which reminds me, i got to get back and scrape her <laughs> off. Goodbye.
1: You hear that, Molly? Bull Moran is in town, and he's after me. The big bully. My ah, gosh, no, he'll...
2: time yourself, McGee. My goodness, he Well, won't... if he
1: wants to see me by George, let him hunt for me. I ain't going to sit around here in the house like a clay pigeon... Where's my hat?
2: On the hall table. Where's my
1: glasses? I gotta be wearing my glasses.
2: I don't know, McGee. You haven't worn those glasses. Oh, before. I gotta have
1: my glasses. It's a federal offense to hit a guy with glasses on. And... Oh, I know where they are. They're right here in the hall. <laughs>
0: Billy Mills in the orchestra and Old Buttermilk Sky.
2: My goodness, McGee, I'm tired of walking. Don't you know any streets where the sidewalks are softer?
1: You'll get your second win in a minute, kiddo. i got to keep circulating. Why
2: don't we go home, and then if Mr. Moran Oh, oh I... no,
1: we don't. He's just the type of linthead that'll be after me with a sawed-off shotgun. And a moving target is harder to hit. I know alleys in this town where he'd never... Oh, think...
2: McGee, there's Officer Clancy waving to you. Where? Right over there. Take those silly glasses off so you can see.
1: Okay. But if you spot Moran, let me know so I can put him on again.
2: Oh, hi, Clancy. Hey, McGee, if it isn't just the laddie I've been after looking
5: for. And how are you today, McCushler? The top of the morning to you.
2: And the balance of the day to yourself, Mr. Clancy.
5: Um, ah, my warning. Tis yourself that has the soft wind off the legs of Killarney in her little throat. <laughs> sure, when I hear the likes of you speaking with the voice of the little people, she's taking me back to the Coddy Clarity's... Ah, oh, oh, but...
3: lay off it. <laughs>
5: you phony bog-trotter.
1: Closest you ever been to cork was the last time you pulled one out with your teeth
5: (laughs) What's on your mind, Clancy? Well now, me bucko I've been assigned to this precinct to collect fees for dog licenses Your dog is a male Or a female (laughs) (laughs) We haven't got a dog, Clancy What? You haven't got a dog? A fine thing, so you don't like dogs. Sure we like dogs, we just don't have Listen to Listen have... to the man, him and his wife living in a great big house and never the room in it for a man's best friend. Never knowing the friendly touch of a cold nose. <laughs> the honest love and devotion of a loyal animal like a dog. Ah, the shame of it.
2: Yeah, but, Mr. Clancy...
5: And who would just... it be that waits in the dark for you day after day? Never complain never criticizing, nor Knowing all your faults and forgiving you for every one of them. Who is it? Me. <laughs> Look, Clancy, I know you. are disappointed I am in you, McGee. The dirty selfishness of you, you scot.
3: <laughs>
5: a man that can't spare a warm corner by the fire for a friendly pup. Yeah, but Mr. Clancy. That's never let it be said that Terence Francis Martin Joseph Clancy was one to stand for such things in his own precinct. How much can you afford to pay for a dog?
6: What do you
1: mean, how much can we afford As to pay? As it happens,
5: my own dog and a finer half Doberman, half Cocker Spaniel. <laughs> Never bit a milkman. She had pups this very day, and to give him a home and the love of a good man, I'm letting you have one for $35. Yeah, but we don't... Quiet, my poor lady, and tis not a cent bar will I take. Tis like setting me own trail, it is. And breaks the heart of me to part with it. I'll be over tonight. Now, wait a minute, I... That'll $35 for the pup, and three for the license. Good day to you. And tis proud I am to know that God lovers as your father.
1: I'll be a monkey's uncle.
2: Yeah, to say nothing of a Doberman stepfather. <laughs> look, McGee, I'm going into Kramer's drugstore a minute. I've got to sit down a while.
1: Okay, you go in first and look around. If Bull Moran is in there, give me a signal. All
2: right. If you see me in the front window turning cartwheels, he's in there. <laughs> if I add a handspring and double back somersault, it'll mean that. Oh, he...
1: cut it out, Molly. I'm serious. See him any place?
2: No, I don't, dearie. I think you're safe. My goodness, you're as nervous as a cow in deer season.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait well, I look around. If Bull Moran knows I'm in... Oh,
2: McGee, look who's right behind you. <laughs> Drop us. that gun, Moran.
1: Don't you lay a finger on the... Oh! <laughs>
2: Hi, Junior. <laughs> I
0: thought you were somebody else. Gee whiz, pal. You're shaking like a jellied consomme. What's yeah. the matter with you?
2: Well, an old school of McGee's is in town, Mr. Wilcox. He's looking for McGee, and McGee doesn't want to see him.
0: If he catches up with me, Junior, he'll take me apart like a Sunday paper. You mean this feud has lasted since your school days?
2: Since the seventh grade in Peoria, Mr. Wilcox. When this boy moved away from town, himself here put a skunk in his trunk. A rather novel going-away present, you'll admit?
1: The dirty bully. It served him right after the way he used to beat me up on the way to school every day.
0: Hey, want me to stick around with you, pal? Between us, we can lay this
1: guy colder than an Eskimo's mucklucks.
0: I don't know, Junie. He's awful big. I
2: don't remember him as being so big, McGee.
1: Oh, you don't, eh? You never looked at him with your eyes full of knuckles.
0: <laughs> he used to paste me so... Oh, hard. hey, to... hey, hey. Speaking of paste, I've got to call the office. Huh? We're expecting a big shipment of Johnson's paste wax.
1: Okay, but as I was saying, Junior, this guy used to hit me with a every...
0: paste wax is making a terrific hit around Westville Vista, you know, the way yeah. it protects and preserves and beautifies floors, furniture, windowsills, and luggage. It's so wonderful. Yeah, we know,
2: Mr. Wilcox, you? but this big bully that McGee... That's is... what I
0: was saying. Johnson's paste wax does such a bully job of guarding wood and leather and enamel surfaces against dust and dampness, protecting it against almost... Yes, yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. We know, we know, we know, we know. But that don't protect me against Bull Moran.
0: Against who, Paul oh,
2: Moran, Mister Wilcox? That's the brute McGee is dodging. Well, why
0: well, didn't just say so? I was just talking to him about you. What? Where is he? Where is he? In the back of the store, <laughs> in the phone booth. He'll be out in a minute, I guess. McGee,
2: come back here, mm-hmm. McGee. Hold it, hold it, McGee. <laughs> I can't run another block. <laughs> Heavenly day. <laughs> Let's sit on this park bench a minute.
1: Okay. You face that way and I'll face this way. I
2: don't
1: want to get caught with my... caught unawares.
2: Me. I'll do no more dodging. I'm worn out. We've covered this town like a January snow. If you keep this up, people will think you're afraid to face Boomerang. I know
1: one guy who already thinks I'm afraid. Who? Me. <laughs> Look, Snooky. A guy like Moran don't swear revenge on a guy like me and then follow his trail for all these years just to show him pictures of the wife and kids. This is a dangerous situation. It's fraud.
7: Yes. Ah, there, McGee. Oh, no, no, you don't, Moran.
1: Put that knife down. You can't... Oh! (laughs) Hi, Doc. (laughs) I thought you were somebody else. Can't see very good with these glasses on.
7: And why do you wear them, you little ignoramus? Most people don't wear glasses when they should. It's even more stupid to wear them when you don't have to. But who am I to talk to an expert on stupidity?
2: (laughs) It's uh, for protection, Doctor. One of his old enemies is after him. Yeah,
7: he don't dare hit me when I got glasses on. Well, that's an interesting theory. Were you ever a railroad man, McGee?
2: No, he wasn't, Doctor.
7: Why, Aerosmith? What made you think I was a railroad man? I just wondered. So many of your motives are loco.
2: (laughs) Well, I don't think it's very strange now to want to get your head kicked off, Doctor. Incidentally, you have a bit of a feud on yourself, haven't you?
7: Who, me? Oh,
1: don't give us that who, me routine, fatso you know what she's talking about? Latrivia
7: beating your time with Fifi Tremaine My dear boy, when you speak the name of Miss Tremaine I'd advise you to keep a civil tongue in your tiny little head
2: Oh, he didn't mean any disrespect, doctor, I'm sure
7: Why, certainly not, Castle Happy Well <laughs> And
1: don't make any threats to me, too, either I could tie your oversized neck in a lover's knot before you could say Robinson Crusoe. You mean Jack Robinson? I can spot him three syllables and still do it.
7: <laughs> Relax, supermouse. Remember, I am familiar with every weary corpuscle in your weird little body, mm-hmm. and you don't own a muscle that has the tensile strength of a poached egg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have the reaction time of a leaking molasses jug and the nervous system of a pinball machine, tilted. Yeah, but listen Your here. coordination is that of a sack of potato chips And you haven't the stamina to hold your ticket stub through the newsreel
2: That sounds awful I wonder who his doctor is
7: Ah, uh, touche, my dear, touche
1: Now that I resent I don't wear a touche and you know it <laughs> I got as much hair now as I had when I was 16
2: and by oh, George...
7: Skip it, bird brain I haven't time to bandy words any further. If your old friend catches up with you, maybe we can all get together tonight. I'll make your reservation. Where, doctor? In the fracture ward. Good luck with it, Mm. (laughs) Bellmouth.
0: The King's Men Sing, My Darling Clementine. In a
8: cavern, in a canyon, Excavating for a mine, for the miners. 40 and it's daughter, Clementine. Oh my darling, oh my, my darling, darling, oh my darling Clementine, you are lost and gone forever, dreadful, sorry Clementine. She was light and like a fairy, and her boots were number nine. Packing cases strung with laces were the shoes for Clementine. Oh, my darling, oh, my darling, oh, my darling Clementine, you are lost and gone forever, dreadful, sorry Clementine. Oh, she was driving little ducks to water while the steeple clock was striking nine. When she caught her foot, and stumbled on a root, and tumbled down into the brine. Oh, oh, oh my darling, oh my pretty little darling, oh my darling, oh my darling, Clementine. Clementine, you are lost and gone forever. Dreadful, sorry, Clementine. Her ruby lips above the water, blowing bubbles soft and fine. Alas, I could not swim The fetch your boy, safe Clementine. Oh, 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 oh my darling, oh my pretty little darling, oh my darling, oh my darling oh, Clementine. Clementine, you are lost, you're lost to me, gone forever, gone forever. Story, dreadful sorry, dreadful sorry Clementine. Dreadful sorry Clementine. Dreadful story, Clementine.
1: <laughs> Hurry up, Molly. Let's get in the house and. What you got?
2: A note. It was pinned to the door.
1: Bring it inside. That's
2: it. Oh, it's for Mr. Moran. Listen, it says, Remember me, you were out, but I'll be back. Signed, Bull Moran.
1: (laughs) Well, it's got to come, it's got to come. I'll fight him. Good for you. I have to. I'll fight him square and fair. Where's my ball bat? I got to have my ball bat.
2: It's merely trivia, dearie. Come in. Hello,
9: Mr. Mayor. Come right in. Thank you, Molly. Hello, McGee. How you been, Latriv? I haven't seen you lately. No, I've been extremely busy lately, McGee. Civic meetings, things of that sort. You were having a little argument with that bar association of yours, weren't you? How did
1: that come out?
9: Oh, I haven't seen her since I met Miss Tremaine. I stopped going to Joe's place. Oh, oh, that bar association. <laughs>
2: That's
9: the one we meant, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, we, uh, we reached an agreement.
2: That's good. Personally, I'm glad to hear you haven't been dating anyone else since you met Fifi.
9: Thank you. I wish I could say the same for her.
3: <laughs> As
1: the guy said when he saw the baby take a hammer to his watch, is somebody beaten your time, Latrell?
9: <laughs> I'd rather not discuss it, if you don't mind, McGee.
2: Of course not, McGee. Naturally, his honor doesn't want to talk about it if Dr. Gamble's moving in on him.
9: Okay, but I predicted this, you know.
1: I predicted that when Gamble moved in, she'd drop Trive like a hot secretary of commerce.
9: I have not been dropped. Like a hot anything. For your information, McGee, I have just advised Miss Tremaine to make up her mind between Dr. Gamble and myself. Boy, is your neck out. <laughs> I have invited her to the football game tomorrow. I have tickets on the 50-yard line but it now seems that she would prefer going with Dr. Gamble because she can ride in the ambulance. <laughs> Does that sound like sense?
2: No, but it sounds like a woman, Your Honor.
9: I can only take so much. I wouldn't take her to the football game now if she came to me on
2: bended knees and beseeched me to please, oh, please oh. take uh, her... Uh, I'm not here, Molly. Tell that mug I'm out of town. I won't tell the man a deliberate lie, McGee. Well,
9: uh, uh, shall I get it? Yes, you get it. Yeah. <laughs> Hello? Yes. Yes, this is Chucky. (laughs) Oh, Phoebe. (laughs) What? You will go to the game with me? Wonderful. What? Yes, yes. Of course we can ride out there on the fire engine. (laughs) Yes, Phoebe. I'll see you tomorrow. And that was, that was Miss Tremaine. Good day.
1: Oh, boy, oh, boy, is he ever loopy. Look at that guy go up the sidewalk, Molly. His feet aren't even touching the pavement.
2: Ah, love. You know, what are you doing with the ball bat, McGee?
1: I'm putting it away. I'm not going to use it, Molly. Fight or no fight.
2: Good for you. I
1: found a length of gas pipe.
2: (laughs) No, now, McGee, it's ridiculous for two grown men.
1: Who is it? Who is it? Can you see?
2: No, but talk to him. No, no. I'll talk to him. Yeah. Surely he won't hit a woman and... Sure,
1: sure. We'll both talk to him. Stand right up here. Come... Come in. Oh, uh, what do you want, Bud? We don't need any magazines.
6: Oh, I'm not selling anything, sir. I'm looking for uh, Mr. McGee.
1: Yeah? Well, I'm McGee.
6: I thought you were. I'm Richard Moran. Bull Moran. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> oh,
1: my
3: goodness. <laughs> well, for
6: the love. Nobody, of... nobody calls me Bull anymore, of course. Uh, I must have been awfully big for my age in those days because, you know, something? I never grew an inch after the seventh grade. (laughs) You
1: didn't grow, eh? (laughs) What do you know about that? Am I glad to see you.
6: Oh, thank you. I've been looking all over
1: town for you, Moran. Step right out in the yard here. Uh, Remember the time
2: you put that mouse up my pants leg and tied the cup together? McGee, now don't. And the time you nailed my shoes to the floor. Oh, dear, uh, McGee. McGee, don't. Let the man up, McGee. No, no. (laughs)
0: Pre war automobile? If you do, chances are you're getting a little tired of trying to keep up its appearance. But with new cars so scarce, it's still the smart thing to do, isn't it? I guess that's the number one reason for using Johnson's Car New, the car polish that both cleans and polishes in one application. Believe me, you'll have to go a long, long way to find a better car polish than Car New. It really rolls up its sleeves and goes to work on your car. With surprisingly little effort on your part, Car New gets rid of every trace of ground in, dirt, and road grime. And when you've finished, your old bus really shines. Perhaps you don't know that Johnson's Car New is a liquid car polish. You rub it on, then let it dry to a white powder. And off comes all the dirt and dullness when you wipe off that powder. Sounds like just the car polish you've been looking for, doesn't it? How about giving your old car a beauty treatment this week with Johnson's Car New? <laughs>
2: Mr. Moran whatever happened with the skunk himself here put in your trunk
1: yeah. I heard you were pretty sore about that bull
6: oh yes at first but we collected five hundred dollars damage from the moving company for that Fowler invested it and made his first million
2: heavenly days what are you doing for a living now Mr. Moran
6: oh nothing for several years I spent my time endowing all my old schoolmates one hundred thousand a piece <laughs> I wrote to McGee several times but he never answered is <laughs> it Is it too late now, Bull? I'm afraid so. But with taxes, you know. Uh
2: huh. Good night. Good night, (laughs) dog.
0: This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax Products for Home and Industry, inviting you to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good
8: night.
5: This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.